And welcome back to another episode of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm a conspiracy skeptic, Carl Mamer, and I have my returning guest, Dr. David Perlmutter. Hey, doctor. Thank you, Carl. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. Now, I, I may sometimes slip in and call you David. But I hope that's okay. Yeah, I'll let you get by it this time, Carl, but just in the future, I need yeah. to be referred to my by proper inter- imperial title. Exactly, doctor. Yeah, when I when I when I do my PhD in uh, communication studies at uh, you're 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 a, you're a you're a professor of communication studies at George, George no not Georgia Tech, Texas Tech. Carl, it's 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 I'm, I've actually been called by your friends to talk to you about this. We feel that <laughs> your memory, a lot of things are slipping. So no, no, you're not even joking. Actually, it is it is so true. It is so true. Yeah, you know, if you kind of listen to me, you know, from like 2008 versus now, I mean, you can kind of, you know, there is definitely a bit of a cognitive <laughs> decline. You know, not not saying I'm uh, as bad as any any of you know couple candidates running for uh the the leader of the free world in the next election cycle but you know well, maybe that's one of the conspiracies we can talk about i i find it really interesting that, i don't know if you've seen this on canadian conspiracy net or social media but there are so many instances now where people will post I guess it's sort of contradictory observations, like they'll post pictures from the 1960s of high school kids right. and point out everybody looks fit, right? right? Everybody looks athletic. Nobody is obese. That, right. And of course, you compare to the very high rates of obesity today. Right. But on the other hand, they will post pictures and say, this person was 40 years old and they look like they're 70. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's something going on. Whatever the powers, the uh, gnomes of Zurich are putting in our water and our food, it's making us age better, but uh, decline early. I, I don't under, I don't see how those things don't contradict each other. But well, I mean, it's you know, uh, it's to the advantage to make us live long and overconsume, right? So it uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, we're through. Well, we've wrapped everything up. Thank you, everyone, for joining (laughs) us. Cue the '80s music. All right, yeah, no, (laughs) don't stop believing, Carl. Just don't. Okay, you have nominated the 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 outro music. Uh, What? uh, Sorry, sorry, you you are a professor of. I'm a professor of communications here at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Exactly. Yeah, and you've been you've been this maybe your third or fourth appearance here. Yes, I'm yeah. very honored. Oh well, I'm always honored to have you, Doctor. But um, you, you 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 messaged me. You had two things. You're, you're like you're like you were there. There was a there were some fires in Hawaii. You may remember, but the news cycle goes so fast. It's kind of like. Did that happen this year? Were those fires? You know, it's 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 amazing how fast these things, you know, pop out of your memory. Right, but, and I hope we get a chance to talk about that because I think oh, yeah. part of the spectrum of discussions about conspiracy theories are the speed in which they're developed and deployed. Exactly, are almost faster than the event itself. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I you've interviewed people about the Kennedy assassination, right? And it sounded like it took years to sort of develop all the aspects of the conspiracy theory 
uh, certainly for the moon landings, it took a while. For UFOs, it took like 100 years. <laughs> uh, but now the event isn't over yet before the conspiracies are already out there, uh, ready to go. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And you, you also sent a message me too. You're kind of like, why don't you do kind of a, maybe doing a bit of like a this week in conspiracy theories or something. And I sort of gave it a thought, but I thought, you know what? Let's at least do a uh, year in review. Conspiracy year 2023 uh, in review. So I thought it'd be kind of a good chance to sort of, you know, as we're near the end of the year. Uh, Is it 2023, Carl? How do you know that? I, I know, exactly. Because uh, Who controls uh, the calendar, Carl? Exactly. Well, I mean, we could ha- you could have last Thursdayism. I mean that's a that's a strong. Aren't you on the Gregorian calendar up there in Canada? I didn't know you'd like <laughs> moved into the. You, you take the current year, divide it by two, and add thirty-two. So boom, you got okay. the uh, you got metric here. But <laughs> we just we just we don't use a comma. We just put in a space in front of the after the two or something like that. So yeah, we do have some weird 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 ways of handling dates and things. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we have yeah. So as we sort of wrap up, uh, wrap up the year, we'll sort of you know, just thought it would be kind of cool to have you on and kind of do a bit of a, uh, you know, what, what were kind of the big conspiracies of twenty twenty three, and uh, and yeah, and 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 I guess you could sort of lead off right, yeah, the fires in Hawaii now, right? Now I I, I gather, I mean, you know. Hawaii has volcanoes, and that is not uncommon. But I guess, I guess, like forest fires or something, were were not typically common to Hawaii. Is that the thing? Well, that's a good example of, if you recall, last time we were talking about my grand theory of conspiracy theories, which is not original, but it, I'm trying to sort of gather some observations. Lots of people have made is that. One way I think I like to look at conspiracy theories is that there's level one (laughs) and level one is something happens and it's anomalous. It makes the news, right? I mean, their attention is paid to it. There's a mass shooting. There is somebody spots a UFO. Somebody sees there's a video Bigfoot or there's there's a tragedy uh, of event. As I said, a shooting. But but there's a fire in Hawaii and the fire wipes out. Uh, a large chunk of neighborhoods and kills a lot of people. And from what I'm just reading in the news, it sounds like level one. Yeah. Shocking incompetence. And this people, these people should have done this. And they didn't take into account that the, the fire may not spread, but winds carrying ashes would spread and get into people's homes. And, and, I don't know what the final resolution, the official story <laughs> was, but uh, shocking incompetence and miscommunication and laziness seem to explain a lot of what happens before you get the space lasers, which is <laughs> so level level two is there's shocking incompetence plus cover up plus the, plus some level of malfeasance but not actually people sitting around planning to make it happen. Level right. three is the most of the conspiracies we talk about are level three, where there was actually people in a dark room getting together, chewing cigars, saying, let's do this and make it happen and make it look like it was an accident or blame somebody for it. Right. But 
we're actually doing it in this dark secret conspiracy. So yeah. all of these conspiracies, we can ask what's the evidence. But I think it's very interesting that 2023, just my, my overview is this is the year conspiracies. It, it, we can know. We don't have to say this is the year conspiracies went mainstream. This is the year conspiracies became the first thing that people think of. Right. right. Not an afterthought after a lot of things weren't explained. It's just the conspiracies are right out the door in the, in, on your social media feed at the same time as the event, even faster. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, it's almost like there's some sort of hamburger helper of conspiracies now on the shelf, right? You just kind of pull it down mix in with current news thing give it a shake out comes your uh your fully seasoned and uh quite palatable uh conspiracy theory yes yes and and the other part that i think is going to be interesting to talk about and you've mentioned this many times is that while we can agree that there might be chunks of the conspiracy theory which are Partly true, like I said, you know, governments can be really incompetent (laughs) and people can make terrible decisions and do the wrong thing. But the assumption that everything is part of one package, even if it contradicts itself. Right. So you may have somebody saying this event never occurred and it was planned by the conspiracy. Well, which one? (laughs) Exactly. Which one is it? And people are are completely fine with both conditions being true, right? And you have said on your show and and a couple of guests, I I think are you you had your hundredth anniversary really recently, right? Uh, uh, Show one hundred, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've heard you discuss with people before about how in some of the communities of believing, there's sort of a non-aggression pact, yeah. Big tent. That your th- I've got my theory of Bigfoot. You've got your theory of Bigfoot. They completely contradict each other. They can't possibly both be true. But I'm not going to critique yours yeah. if you don't critique mine. Exactly. And we'll just pr- present them in parallel to each other. Yeah. Right. As long as neither of you believe the official story, you get along fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The 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 fires in Hawaii. I mean, other than it was, you know traditionally you know pacific northwest you know in canada you'd have like you know british columbia uh those are you know places where you have california where you have forest fires you don't typically hear like about really bad forest fires in hawaii right i mean i'm sure they have them i mean you hear like it's you hear about volcanoes and lava flows but big raging forest fires that kill hundreds of people not that common so you have something that's very uncommon and then there's two there were two anomalies again you got your anomaly hunting so one is like wasn't it funny that all the rich people's homes were okay and you know i don't know if if someone did a statistical you know did you know you know demographically you know did it affect everybody but then the one that was really bizarre was like did you notice anything blue did not burn? Did you encounter this claim? Yeah, there's a long list of them. I mean, yeah. there's there's one particular house that didn't, uh, certain cars didn't, yes. yeah, certain colors. 
Uh, you, you bring up something really important about anomalies is that we, we start out as human beings with a certain template. Uh, you know, if you've ever watched one of those Roland Emmerich disaster movies, I think <laughs> Armageddon was like this one. Do you know in those movies when they have a cutaway montage of like different countries, mm-hmm. the people in those countries are hilarious stereotypes. So, for example, Hong Kong is a very modern city. It's like mm-hmm. more modern than Ottawa. But when you cut away to Hong Kong, everybody looks like they're in a 1904 stereotype with like big uh, hats and like rickshaws and like uh, just just every, every stereotype and... of China yeah. that you could ever imagine from like the pre-war years. And then you cut to France and everybody's on a bicycle with a bagel and wearing <laughs> like a, a, a little Ma- uh, Marcel Marceau jacket with a beret you know and and so i think pe- we have templates and so like when i say hawaii you think of lush <laughs> verdant you know wet <laughs> and yeah there's a volcano but you certainly don't think of southern southwest arizona <laughs> you know with where, where you'd see a fire and like yeah the conspiracy maybe some idiot had a campfire or somebody said it but you don't necessarily immediately think like, how could anybody explain a, a fire in southern Arizona? You know, most people would immediately think of something besides UFO space lasers. But Hawaii doesn't fit the template. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, in terms of like, I mean, you know, rich people's homes didn't burn well. You know, the maybe they had like sprinkler systems i mean it's not that surprising that or you know rich people tend to live above it all so you know if you're more you know down you know the valley where or something where where, you know lava might flow you know uh or or you know ash might might settle that does that does make more more sense I, i i remember god it was uh, maybe the 90s there were uh, this is the first time i kind of encountered that kind of crazy where there's a big earthquake and uh, it was still probably during the soviet union times and big earthquake in one so what probably one of the stands that used to be part of the soviet union huge earthquake and you know thousands and thousands of people died but disproportionately russian russians had died versus the indigenous people had had died and of course, you know the Russians believe that somehow the indigenous people caused the earthquake to kill, you know, the the Russian settlers in this in this stand. Whereas it's like, well, n- no, people who've been living in a given area for you know generations, generations, you know, they know where to build houses <laughs> that are not in the earthquake zones and then you know when the the settlers come in they'll just we'll, we'll, they'll just build what's left you know w- which is now the earthquake zone so you, you know there 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 are many rational reasons why if it is even true that you know that oprah's house didn't burn but you know joe average's house burned that you know that maybe you get you know rich people have fire suppression systems, things things like that. Well, th- there are two aspects of this I find interesting. Uh, first is when I first heard that, I got on Realtor.com, which I assume is up there in Canada, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And I actually just put in that neighborhood. Wow. And I think when we're talking about Hawaiian neighborhoods, the word rich 
yeah. has to be slightly redefined. It's, it's relative, yes. I couldn't afford any house <laughs> according I mean any I burnt to the ground house still. Yeah. According I mean realtor.com, they were still I guess they had the pre-fire uh and by the way, we're not in any way uh saying anything negative about the terrible, terrible tragedy mm-hmm. that befell all these people, but I I didn't see many poor people's homes in terms of the list price. Now I'm assuming a lot, like a lot of people, like in California, there are a lot of people who bought their home in the fifties <laughs> and then it's, you know, gigantically up in value. So I think, but it, that is one perspective because yeah. it wasn't necessarily the case. Like the people living in the $50,000 shacks were burnt and the people living in the $5 million mansions weren't burnt. But there is another perspective, and you know our our good friend Blake Smith from Monster Talk has this <laughs> wonderful descriptor of scripteds. Yes. Okay. So I have a theory of scripted here because uh, there is a television show on the Apple Network called The Morning Show, okay. which is uh, starring Jennifer Aniston and uh, Steve Carell. And it's about uh, uh, morning television and all the uh, drama, sexual harassment, and fighting over ratings of morning television. Well, there's in in one of the seasons, they are covering a fire in California, and there's sort of a little little insider knowledge there that I did not know this existed as a thing. But that the very wealthy people hired private firefighters mm. that flew in because you, you just paid them and they yeah. flew in and they would fight the fire on your property alone. They're 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 firefighters for hire. So I have a theory right. <laughs> that that I, I don't know whether anybody's investigated this. I, I mean, if, if I if I were a billionaire and my home in Hawaii was threatened, I, you know, I'd spend a million to fly in. So, so I'd like to know that whether that actually happened, but right. it's interesting that that was on air uh, before, slightly before mm. this story about the rich people's homes being spared, because that was in the drama as part of it. Is like, oh, you know, the rich people were able to save their homes in this fire in the TV show. Right. So I'm just sort of speculating here. I don't have any, like, like everything else, we don't have any actual evidence, but. It's there. There are many reasons why somebody's a rich person's home may be spared besides they actually set fire to the poor people's homes. You know, <laughs> right? Right. There's other explanations besides Oprah running down the street with a flamethrower, <laughs> uh, which I don't think was caught on video. But of course, with chat, with AI, uh, generative image AI, you could right. create an image like that. So. <laughs> But the, uh, I mean, the, uh, the the accepted theory of the disaster from the conspiracy thing is that we call it direct, direct energy weapons were used. The Jewish space lasers, as uh, MTG sort of alluded to. I mean, she never actually technically called them Jewish space lasers, but it was sort of like a not a, was a, like a Rothschilds owned satellite with a mirror, like like that was kind of. You know, you, you kind of sort of strip away some of the code words, you know, yeah, Jewish, just say Jewish space lasers. <laughs> like it was, uh, but yeah, but now I guess the, these, these 
Jewish space lasers are now, these direct energy weapons are now burning uh, Hawaii. But the, uh, and it's very important, right? You know, that the, that the, um, you know, the Illuminati, that they they have their tell, right? That that this is, I'm always surprised, like, like there's something in the fabric of the universe, like, you know, you know, you, you know, like in quantum mechanics, you can never determine like the, you know, the position and the, you know, the vector of a, a subatomic particle, yeah. you know, and, and the, 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 the fabric of reality requires the conspiracy to always have a tell, right? And, and, and the tell in this was, um, uh, Mountain Dew, D-E-W, direct energy weapon, they released, I guess, shortly before a a a, a flavor called Maui Burst. So, tell me. Right. So, th- this is a good example of, like, there are evil people in the world, and <laughs> there are rich people, and the Venn diagram has an overlap. I mean, there are evil rich people in the world. Right. And it's not insane. I mean, the Emperor Nero was accused of setting fire to Rome in order to get some good real estate to expand his his palace. I I think modern historians have absolved him of (laughs) that. So that that may be a very early conspiracy theory. He tried to spread one. And then also one was spread about him. and, And it's possible both were wrong. But but in any case. So if you were. Uh, a nefarious billionaire who is trying to buy up chop property on the cheap. And by the way, <laughs> if you go today to realtor.com and enter those properties, those properties are not like cut rate. Now you can't just buy them on a song. Right. I mean, the house was, was important, but, but the land is, is what's valuable mm-hmm. and it's still mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh, but like if, if you'd think like if a rich person, would they really go to the trouble of a space laser? Because then you have the same problem with the moon hoax conspiracy, which is like, you know, I think the Russians and the Chinese, let alone the Indians and the Japanese, I, I think entire governments would notice if a private company or a U.S. government space laser was firing onto the Earth. And do you think Putin would, like, keep the secret? You know, Japan. he'd be delighted. Right. He 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 click his heels if he could prove that the evil American government was conspiring with capitalists or whatever, you know, to to do space lasers, right? Yeah. So so if I were a billionaire rich person trying to destroy poor people's property, I just like hire an arsonist. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, <laughs> have to go to the moon. Some to, raccoons to pulling flares, like just release a bunch of little raccoons pulling, yeah, <laughs> pulling a box full of flares and pitch or something like that. Will yeah, that will take care. Yeah. Of. So that's one of the the qualities that we can always talk about is that some conspiracy theories are like unnecessarily complex in yeah. their explanation of what happened. If something happened, it could have happened. But it probably would have been much simpler yeah. and actually less detectable. Right. Again, just hiring some arsonists from the mob would be less detectable than firing a satellite from space with 50,000 astronomers looking up. <laughs> well, they're and part not of it too now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the I mean, you know. 
you know, a good conspiracy has that element, right? That 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 the the conspirators are just not evil, right? They are diabolically evil. Like this is what we're up against, you know. And and right, just hiring mobsters to torch some houses, well, evil. It's not diab- diabolically evil, you know. That's just that's just pedestrian evil. And no, let's not even get worked up about it. Like, is there a, there's a certain you know, there's a certain sort of Darwinian, um, you know, that in conspiracy theory land that that to to get to get taken up and propagated, you know, it has to have a, a hook like that, right? It just can't be something very pedestrian. Well, you you and a number of guests, including I guess most recently your. Uh, Fantastic Canadian guest talking about French Quebec, Quebecois right, yeah. talking about uh, UFO, his evolution of, I guess, at first being a believer and then now a skeptic about right, yeah. UFOs and so on. Talked about how there are many people in this world who are religious, obviously. And mm-hmm. if you're religious, you believe that there is an underlying pattern in the plan. Mm-hmm. But there are other people who may claim not to be religious. But they also feel that they need to find an underlying pattern and a plan behind, well, everything. And but they and they need it to be bigger scale. I mean, thousands, thousands of years ago, I guess, before the invention of monotheism, we were fine with the idea of a god of the hearth, you know, or a god of that tree over there. Mm-hmm. Right. A really limited god. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like like the God lives in that tree, and if you go near that tree, you better be nice to the God. That's it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then obviously we've we scaled up in human history to a vast omnipotent God who controls right. everything in the entire <laughs> universe, you know. But the pe- many people will secularize that, and right. you're right. They, they they it can't just be ordinary evil. It has to have some grand omnipotent powers behind right. the evil but you know I, I did my um my honors thesis uh, on something along this lines that you know about urban legends and uh you know you know if urban legends if some urban legends have the purpose of being kind of you know cautionary tales you know that that they they exist to pass on uh you know don't go smooching with your love near a hospital for the mentally ill criminally insane um that that which was a thing in your youth, I understand that. Oh yeah, Canada, oh, like exactly. Well, we didn't have Tim Hortons and and hanging out outside of the prisons for the mentally insane, <laughs> criminally insane. Yeah, it was a thing. But um, uh, you know, as so I sort of tested the idea that 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 you know, because the stories always seem unnecessarily cruel and horrific, you know. And was it that cruelty, that horrific element that that helped? propagate so not only just propagated but actually made it more believable that you know if it was just like you know uh two people went smooching and then this scary clown guy jumped out and scared them and they drove away and everything was fine you know it is does that make the legend less believable i did not find that to be true <laughs> I'll, I'll put it out that way but i was sort of testing that idea and just because i didn't find that to be true does it still also mean 
it wasn't true. I just tested it the wrong way or something. I mean, I was just, it's just from a BA, man. What do I know how to run a good experiment? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that idea that, that is, 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 is that, is, is that a viable hypothesis? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, human beings are storytelling animals. Yeah. And we've always organized our knowledge around stories and narratives to, to the earliest days. I mean, we obviously don't have historical records before stories were written down, but we can look at uh, the cave paintings of Lascaux and we can imagine somebody using them to, as prompts to tell a story. They, mm -hmm. they were the PowerPoints of the day, right? And then good way, good, most good way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm not, I don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Go, Gobele Tech, Tech, you had somebody on there. I, I, I always yeah, mess, yeah. mess this up. But, but the, the, the amazing find in uh, Turkey about the, the about I think ten to twelve thousand years ago, yeah. these monumental stone ruins that that don't have a city attached to them, and they're earlier than most complicated. And they have these drawings and patterns mm -hmm. of animals and other things. And and you figure, you know, they probably just weren't drawing a bunny. They probably was a story yeah. of the bunny, right? I mean, that there was something attached to it. And so we we love to tell stories to explain the world yeah. and that's that's the oldest probably the oldest instinct that made us human i i would argue and so today yes you're absolutely right and then but then and i think this is the point that you're making at least what i'm hearing is that we feel the need to embellish <laughs> yeah to make it more interesting yeah so the fisherman's tale right i mean you can't just say yeah i went out and got the fish here's the fish right, right? you have to like add this and the fish fought yeah. and then i almost fell in the lake and then this dragon came and, you know, just, I right, mean, yeah. uh, I mean, we got to liven up the story. Even, even lying, you know, it's like, like, um, you know, you know, like uh, if I'm lying to my wife, you know, like I've gone out to buy her an anniversary present. I don't want her to know what I'm doing. I've made up a whole other story. Right. And man, do I load that story up with a lot of detail, <laughs> right? That lie, I fill with a lot more detail than, than if I'm just like, hey, what'd you do? Yeah. You know, I just, I just went to the resale shop and, and there was a stupid painting there. I spent five of our hard earned dollars on the end. Right. You know? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's some of the other aspect, right? For some reason we have this idea more, yeah, more vivid our story is more we think it is believable. Well, if you recall, one of the works I did in my career is I, I rode along with the police department right. in Minnesota, ended up writing a book about police and the media and the sort of perception people have of law enforcement. And it was interesting because, of course, police are lied to a lot, more than <laughs> professors, more than uh, social oh, yeah. media influencers. I mean, police people will or non-criminals like, you know, you're pulled over by, I, I guess, what the, the in Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police <laughs> ride up to your car. Right. And that's Horse the stereotype we have in you. Yeah, that's right. And Mountie McKenzie. Says, you know, sir, you know, how, how were you, how fast, you know, do you know how fast you were driving? I, 
I've always, I, the, I haven't been in that situation too often, but I, I will actually say, well, officer, yeah, I was driving, you know, 52 miles <laughs> per hour. I, I just, I can't help myself. But, but people will lie all the time. <laughs> and one of, a lot of the cynicism of, of cops is that they're just continuously lied to. Yeah. And what always got them was that people would lie, even in situations where it really wouldn't take that long to confirm the lie like somebody right. like a police would pull this was 1990s okay so it was it was you know low technology but if somebody pulled you over and a police officer said you know i'm going to run your license now am i, I going to find any any problems you know any warrants or anything and the person says no my, i'm completely clean well they're they're going back to their car mm -hmm. and either they're calling or they had a they had a computer in their car at that time and you'll see page after page of like <laughs> warrants and arrests and like, you know, liens and unpaid tickets. And the cop would just laugh and just goes like, you know, how does he not know? <laughs> I'm going to run we this. Keep records, yeah. you know, so people lie unintentionally. I mean, just just with with this embellishment I instinct we have. I, yeah. I'm always interested in, in going back to conspiracies. And, and there is that th there just seems to be. And I think it's problematic because, again, there are conspiracies in the sense that people get together to do bad things mm -hmm. all the time. And certainly corporations mm -hmm. get to do bad things. Yeah. Uh, governments do bad things. I, I think it's problematic when in order to claim a government has done a bad thing, people add all of these embellishments, which make it sound semi ridiculous. Yeah. And take away the attention from the government did this bad thing. That's that's it. That's all yeah. we're going to talk about. The government doing this one bad thing. Now, of course, you know uh, that sometimes governments have actually spread disinformation, mm -hmm. like the UFO case, where there were elements in the government that apparently were very happy to spread information that UFOs were aliens because they thought it would. I, I guess their theory was what that they. It would distract people from really knowing about experimental craft or something. I, I don't no, actually yeah. understand why they did that. So basically, <laughs> right? Yeah, especially because yeah. like you, know, you had your U two and SR seventy one Blackbird, yeah. right? And yeah, they, I, I believe it was the idea that you know the, the the Soviets already thought Americans were decadent, right? And that you know, and then they had they had so much time just to pursue the stupidest things uh, to the point of craziness. So. So to feed into that Russian or Soviet perception of American crazies, they're just, you could just, Soviets would just write them off as American crazies. And this is why they were able to like insert like spies into to like the Himalayas, you know, pretending they're looking for the Yeti, right? Ah, just those Amer decadent American crazies, right? And, and so, 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 yeah. So, so, it, it, I think that was sort of provided an excellent kind, kind, kind of cover, right? So, I guess wrapping up the Hawaii fires again yeah. with maximum sympathy for the people who were affected in, in all sorts of ways. It's perfectly plausible that some evil rich person would set fires to try to buy up land. In fact, <laughs> the, I mean, America. American railroads did, you know, bought up land from poor people all the time mm -hmm. after a flood. That 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 yeah. was a history, yeah, uh, in America of 
poor people's land be a flood because yeah the, the poor people would be on the floodplain right yeah i mean right now if you go to realtor.com you know every house is rated on in on a one to ten scale of flood risk right and i i lived in louisiana i was at lsu during hurricane mm. katrina mm. and then sometimes also there wouldn't be a hurricane or the, but there'd just be a heavy rain mm-hmm. and you'd find out that when it said you're on the 500 year floodplain that does not mean you you have 500 years it, right. it could happen tomorrow it just on average <laughs> yeah there so like that is that is not an insane theory but why do you need to add the stratospheric right. you know out of this earth literally yeah. out of this earth planet uh at gravity part about the space lasers I mean, and uh, that okay is a problem. Well, I mean, my, my two points are like, like as you were sort of pointing out, right? Like, you know, they don't make more of Hawaii, right? The, the pe- people who are spinning this have probably never lived in a place where the, the land is incredibly valuable, like Manhattan or Toronto or Hawaii, right? That, 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 you know, people in Toronto, like in the city itself, the house that's sitting on your land is worth jack. They will knock it down and then build something on top of it. It is the land they want, right? So, so yeah, it's burning the house down on the land is not going to make the land any cheaper. In fact, you are you're you're given the it's the leg up. You know, it's like it's like now. Well, I. I I don't have to pay to remove the house. You, yeah, you'd have to pay yeah, a contractor yeah. to come out and yeah. tear down. Yeah, the, the yeah. yeah. So you're. So, I mean, yeah. again, who knows at the end? But it's one of those things we've always talked about, like plausibility, right? Yeah, and possibility and probability, right? Yeah, <laughs> those and, are all three different things. Yeah. And then there's you mentioned Blake and scripteds, right? That his idea that yeah. there's a lot of cryptids out there that you know there's a movie, there's a TV show, and then the cryptid follows. Blake Punmaster likes to call him scripted. Brilliant, brilliant term. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like this is the plot of Superman One, right? The movie. It's like you know they're going to nuclear bomb and it's going to cause uh, the, the expensive property in California to fall into the ocean, and then Lex Luthor, meanwhile, has bought all the cheap land that is now oceanfront, right? I mean, that's it's it's yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely a I don't know. A, Blake, if you're listening, give us a, uh, the pun version of scripted for conspiracies. Cons- I remember watching that yeah. movie. Uh, I, I was alive at that time. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I, I, my question was, wouldn't the the new shore be, first of all, a pretty ragged, jagged cliff of very soft soil it wouldn't necessarily be like good build. and then second wouldn't it be irradiated right? right so like it it wouldn't necessarily be prime land uh there so well i i think that the, the hawaiian fires also i think segue into what i think was another it didn't of... work in chernobyl by the way no, if no. you noticed like oh yeah these wealthy people did not immediately after chernobyl fly in and build condos in Love fact today there are no, I can say categorically, there are no condo developments yeah. Yeah. and spa resorts in Chernobyl <laughs> because the wealthy people irradiated the land. It, exactly. it doesn't seem to work that way. 
uh, Love Canal is another good example, I think, too. In a, in a, not closer to home, for, maybe not closer yeah. in in. The, uh, Are the, there condos there now? I, I actually don't know what happened there after the I, poisoning and all that. I feel like. I did read something that people are trying to return to Love Canal or something like that. But yeah, uh, we won't go into Love Canal because this is about 20, 2023, not 2023, not uh, 1978 or something like that. But uh, yeah, but but I mean, this is a great good... example of a conspiracy that was, I mean, a simple conspiracy like, you know, this land was poisoned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as a difference, though, it's like, yeah. could you imagine Love Canal today, right? That there would be half the population would not move, right? They would just be like, it's crap. I'm, you know, no one's getting sick. It's not the chemicals leaching out of the grass. It's, you know, something they're spraying over the city. Yeah. Yeah. You, I don't, I would question, could you move an entire town out today without, at least half the population just not moving and coming up with their own explanations. And even though it's going to kill them. Well, that's another example of the, this problem with these inherent contradictions, right? So you can believe a conspiracy, this evil, I don't know, supervillains, giant corporation wants to get people off the land. And so they poison the land. So half the people believe that but then the other half believe no there's no poisoning it's all a trick those two things do contradict each other but they'll get up at the same city hall meeting (laughs) and and scream together i mean justifiably if, if there really is poison but i just i always have a problem when people argue something that contradicts something else that they're arguing which is cognitive dissonance which is of course mm-hmm. a very famous psychological principle that's been studied especially in the world of skepticism and phenomena for a long time all say, right what do we got next oh, well, our, say, our hit parade now well the hawaii thing kind of did merge oh, yeah. with which i think was another big topic was that with the 15 minute cities idea have you heard of this the 15 minute cities yeah. Yeah. What 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 is your definition? What is what 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 is the official definition of a fifteen minute city? Well, you tell you you tell me what the Canadian version of that oh, okay. was. I didn't quite understand how it worked. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, true. You are probably in Texas. You're just. I was getting a pickup truck and I'm just driving everywhere. But uh, I, yeah. the, so the idea of fifteen minute cities is um uh, is that uh, everything you kind of need is either a 15 minute walk, maybe even a 15 minute drive, a 15 minute bike ride. So your grocery stores, your, your place of work, um, uh, you know, where you, your entertainment, your, you know, your, 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 your cafes, things like that. It's all within 15 minutes. And, and, and the idea here is right. Is that, that, you know, people will walk more, they won't even drive as much. And, and it just, it's better for the environment It's better for our own health Yada yada yada, and but our, our world is so polarized now that you know bec- now this is a liberal idea, and not only is it a liberal idea, but it's just not a liberal idea because it's like, you know, it's like oh, it's better for the environment, we'll save the whales. It's the control that people view it now as a way, you know, it, it it's not just 
you know, an environmental thing. It's, it's, you will have to show your pass to go to the, to the, to the next 15 minute city to, if you want to cross borders, you know, you have to show a pass and get government approval. Like this is what it's sort of mushroomed to be. Yes. Um, I, I think the discussion here, and I want to step back for a second and, and just bring up this concept that we've just talked about in the past, which is, the labels liberal and conservative have evolved over the centuries, mm-hmm. right? And so somebody who might be a conservative in the 1960s might be different today or a liberal in the 1960s. I mean, John F. Kennedy, you know, I, I always have trouble with the if he was alive today, because, of course, if he was alive today, he would have a different history than if he was <laughs> alive 50 years ago. Right. But but certainly. Politicians in the past, like John F. Kennedy, who was labeled a liberal for his time, if he held all the same policies he did in 1962, would right. be would be a conservative right. today. But 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 so so I'm I'm interested in how you know the idea of freedom became defined as belonging to one polarity of the political spectrum or not. I think there's, there is, is and I, a suspicion, this is again, a level one conspiracy, which is true, which is that we live in a world where there are a lot of restrictions on what we can do, right. Compared to 200 years ago. Yeah. Right. On the other hand, there are more protections, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if, if one of your children went to work at a shirtwaist factory in Toronto, <laughs> uh, if there are any, <laughs> they would have a lot more fire and safety protections today than they would in Ottawa or Toronto or whatever of or Hamilton or of ni- 1900. Right. Well, so, well, so not, not Hamilton, not about, Hamilton. Yeah. OK. The, <laughs> The, yeah, that's still in 1900. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Exactly. Still Dickensian, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that is that I I feel that society, and we go back to you know Hobbes and John Stuart Mill and Rousseau and all the the, the, the thinkers of the, trying to think about the social contract, right? Is that we all agree to give up some freedoms in order to get some protections? Yeah. But the argument is always what for what mm-hmm. right so what i i would find it very problematic if somebody built a, a wall around me yeah. <laughs> with gun towers and said sorry you know you have to find your living in your in the uh 50 minute zone yeah. of your house which would be problematic in texas yes very much so <laughs> you know uh, but but I can imagine living in some cities where you know, there might be most of the things you need. Mm-hmm. Well, not 15 minute car ride, because you probably couldn't get more than one block in 15 minutes. But like, you know, <laughs> walking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I guess that's part of conspiracy is that there's a there's a meta conspiracy that the powers out there, the conspiratorial powers, whoever they are are working to control and limit us. Well, this is where we talk about this all the time, is that to some extent that conspiracy theory has some validity to it. We just went through, I, I feel that a lot of times governments and corporations, it 
almost sit around saying, how can we convince people the conspiracy theorists are right? Let's do things which <laughs> easily give some ammo, yeah. make Alex Jones look like he's right. I, yeah. I, I really, I, I, certainly during COVID, um, I, I feel like bringing this up, that this was the year that we found out that the conspiracy theorists about COVID were partly right. You know, because I'm old, I'm, I remember being told by, well, science communicators and skeptics and scientists that there was no possibility that the coronavirus came from a lab. I mean, it was scientifically impossible. And now, well, um, you know, looks like it it really probably did come from a lab. Okay, so now that's level two conspiracy. What level three? that the government of China purposely released it in order to hurt the world that I have a little more, I have more trouble believing. I don't, I don't believe that the government of China would never do something like that, but I, I, I don't believe necessarily that they'd think that that wouldn't hurt them. So I, so this is where we have, we shouldn't be so skeptical as to rule out any conspiracy, right? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was kind of a sort of our, our sort of next topic on the list. Yeah, the the, the lab leak idea of a COVID. Like, I mean, it does sort of seem like it kind of, you know, it's like you know, you, you hear one side, yeah, it makes sense. It's just sort of, you know, was it zoo, zoo, zoomorphic or something that they just you know came from a wet market or something, and then other other you know, then there's the other side. It's like no, no, no. You know, it was it was lab leak, and you're like, well, I mean, that person makes sense too. I I I don't know enough. Uh, that's one of those times when you're like, you know, you're the lay skeptic. You you just gotta you just gotta kind of step back and go, you guys figure it out. <laughs> like, I, I'm not putting my nickel down. But I, if if we went back in time, <laughs> yeah, I, I think your statement of we don't know enough should have been the statement. I, I think sometimes. <laughs> Skeptics and yes, us scientists, because I consider myself a scientist, we have to be really careful about taking definitive negative positions, right? I mean, you don't want to be the guy quoted in the New York Times saying man flight is impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're saying something is impossible, that is a very, very he- proving a negative, right? Yeah. That is a very, very high standard to say something is impossible. So like I, I will I will never say that it's impossible that a nine foot tall, 700 pound humanoid is running around North America. I mean, it's possible. I just think the evidence is so massively overwhelming that it isn't and so underwhelming that it is (laughs) that it's so close to zero that it's effectively zero. But I I can't I won't state the word impossible. And I think some a lot of science, it would have been good for the brand of science if more people had said you know it's possible we just don't know yet mm-hmm. yeah. like you're doing right now and that's tough for anybody to say that we don't know yes i mean yeah i mean that is the you know i was you know brian brian dunning right like i always appreciate brian dunning because he you know he, he always thought, you know, always argues like, yeah, before you just try to explain something away, just, you know, it, 
did it even happen, right? You know, first, make sure yeah. that it happened. Because if you go and just, you know, half cock trying to explain something away, you know, and then it's like it doesn't then jibe with reality. You 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 seem you know you seem kind of a fool. You know, so you do have to right. You do have to sort of not rush to try to explain something away, and just be like, I I don't I don't know. You know, and when you're in the heat of a you know an online debate, you know, being the guy that has to say, well, I I don't know. <laughs> It, it's it's not it's you know it's not your power stance right well that's something i really advocate to students especially our doctoral students when i get a chance to talk about this is that you you have to be tough enough <laughs> intellectually to say huh i don't know i have to look into this more i'd have to i'd have to read up on this more or we just don't know the answer to this question yet. I mean, yeah. or we may never know the answer to this, yeah. this question. Right. But, but I think this pushing, it's like that old philosophical thing, which is, it's a, it's a ridiculous philosophical point about like, well, if you're always going halfway towards the wall, there was a whole school of philosophy. In okay. Greece. Actually, Brian, Brian Dunning did a great episode on this about like, well, if you're always going halfway towards a wall, you're never going to reach it. Well, mm-hmm. obviously that's, that's false, but I, I do think science has to be conservative because a lot rides on the credibility of science. And so if we're not, we, we have to phrase things correctly. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm a skeptic. I do not believe in most grand conspiracy theories. I do not believe in, I don't believe, I think in, I mean, for example, for cryptids, for actually <laughs> the actual creature cryptids, I don't believe in any of them. I, be, I believe all, but I won't say it's impossible. I mean, a, a flying horse is impossible, right? right? Like a hybrid creature would not evolve. You wouldn't yeah. have a flying horse with rainbow unic- rainbow coloring. Like it just right, that yeah. would not happen in nature. Uh, is there an ichthyosaur somewhere in some ocean somewhere? Again, I think we're getting so close to the wall of zero. Mm-hmm. that it's effectively zero yeah. i just don't feel you know i i, I want to go that last step and say it's impossible mm-hmm. yeah and I that's mean, what we should be doing more i think i my yeah. opinion uh, yeah i mean it's always good to sort of you got to kind of set your goal your goal post right and go you know what here's here's the search and after we do the search and then we do it a second time and maybe a third time. If we still don't find it, then let's say, then, then we will say, you know, this, you know, this elementary particle, supersymmetry, Bigfoot, elephant in your living room doesn't exist, but we might be missing something, right? You know, and so, so yeah, yeah. So, but I always think yeah, people got to really set goalposts. And that's why I'm always like, you know, when someone is like, like, well, you know, like a, a crank is like, well, you know, you know, show me the evidence. Yeah, the first, the first thing I say is like, it's like, well, what evidence would you accept? And from what source would you consider valid? You know, give me your goalpost. And if you can't set a goalpost, you don't even argue with them because 
<laughs> they'll just move the goalpost, right? And it just, you know, so it's like, yeah. I, I, but their inability to even, I was always surprised, their inability to even set a goalpost, go, yeah, okay, you know, if you can show me this, this, and this from, you know, these sources, I would consider that, I would consider that a, uh, I, I would consider evidence and I would consider that, you know, a, val- a valid source, right? But if you don't do that, you're like, well, go thing, you know, here, well, let's check out Wikipedia. Oh, you know, Wikipedia, anyone can write that. That's crap. You know, you know, it, it's, it's just, you're just getting, now you're going to spend the next month debating whether Wikipedia is a valid source. It's just, yeah. Get, get that down on paper before you waste any time. And and you point out what Brian Dunning on his podcast Skeptoid and his investigations and movies does really well. Joe Nickel, the very mm-hmm. famous skeptical researcher, Joe Nickel, did does I, I, really well. Which is, was there a football game to begin with? Yeah. Before yeah, we exactly. start talking about the goalposts, like, was there a football field in this place, and did people play a game? And a lot of times the founding stories, the founding facts of a lot of these famous instances that people are are endlessly trying to explain never actually occurred. And I mean, how many times have we heard like, well, there was a UFO that landed in 1890 in this Texas town or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it was, it was a April fool's joke by the newspaper and they named the town drunk as the, you astronomer know, ufo expert and <laughs> yeah astronomer extraordinaire to the to the queen of siam or whatever i just just like there was no there 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 was no like actual origin to have a myth about yeah right i mean we we can say about a lot of religious stories that it, it it's plausible that there might have been some historical figure uh gilgamesh the gilgamesh epic there might have been a king Right. That that did some amazing things. And then all these myths and epics were built around. There might be a kernel of truth mm-hmm. in mythology. We've always talked. I mean, the greatest example of that is that, you know, we we assume that the Greeks were just making up these stories of these Gorgons and uh, Minotaurs and one eyed giants. And then some very clever scholars started saying, hey, you know, when the Greeks uh, found the bones of an ancient elephant or a mm-hmm. dinosaur, you know, it, they were being very scientific and saying, well, look, here's a tibia that's 17 times the size right. of a human tibia. We can't ignore that. Well, there must have been giant yeah. people in the past, yeah. right? That, that, that actually was a sort of reasonable scientific conclusion yeah. for yeah. 300 BC. If yeah. you found a bone that you identified as a toe bone that was 10 times bigger than a yeah. human toe bone, right? So we, we, we do have to go back and ask, like, what 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 happened? And Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, a lot of the original evidentiary things that people are trying to explain probably never happened in the first place. Yeah. I was sort of re- reading about trepanation, where that's, you know, drilling holes in your skull. Yeah. And I mean, in some ways, this is one of the oldest, at least documented medical procedures. Like it goes back to the Neolithic. They find skulls. Yes. There was a recent find I just read in the news about. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and surprisingly, many of these pe- people lived because, you know, they, they find, you know, new bone kind of growing in, you know, and 
and there's two camps you know there's the one camp which is almost our default it's like well they were drilling holes in people's skull to release spirits but then the other people are like well, well no people get injured and neolithic people aren't necessarily stupid they could figure out that you know they're the, you know they got a spear in their head or a rock fell on their head you know we have to kind of clean out the wound and remove bone fragments and you know they figured this out you know it, so we we want the agents we want to always attribute this like like this that the just they were just going on pure myth so minute you know see a bone you know, you know, or you know, they're just inventing things at Titans and stuff versus going, well, what is this? And then trying to, you know, trying to explain. It. I don't know. It's just yeah. We well, well, you you know, as as somebody uh, living in in Canada, that that you know, the, the concept of civilization is is a useful one in the sense that, like, yeah, you know, you could look at the achievements of ancient Egypt and you could say that's that's remarkable what they did. But on the other hand. A hunter-gatherer living in the woods, their achievements are remarkable of how they're able to build everything that they need to survive there. And going back to your example of uh, the Russians and the the natives, you know, they're one of the mysteries <laughs> of history is what happened to the Vikings in Greenland, right? There was a yeah. settlement for hundreds of years of Norse people in Greenland, and then they suddenly disappeared. And I don't think it, there's any final settlement on what happened. Uh, but the, the native peoples who lived there, apparently they died off and then new people came. It was just a really hard life in Greenland. I mean, it was just really, really hard to live. You, you were at the edge of survival in Greenland, right. especially when there was a cold period, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you had to have this incredible knowledge of like how to build a boat out of driftwood and, you know, needles out of shark's teeth or whatever you, you had to do uh, that that. Um, uh, is it Etsy? I forgot the pronunciation of it, but the the corpse that they found in the, the between Italy and Austria. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Of, of, of a uh, Stone Age Neolithic hunter. And, and they found. I forgot the number, but it was something like in the hundreds of things he had on his person, you know, like a handcrafted shoes and a hat and like a spear and an axe and just like the industry of these people. Whether it's the Inuit or, you know, our ancestors in Europe and the Middle East thousands of years ago, they were much more practical than we were. Right. They, they, we, we tend to think of them as as. um you know, superstitious, mm -hmm. but like if they made the wrong choice, they died mm -hmm. even more than us. Yeah. Right. Like they ate the wrong bark. They ate the wrong berry. You know, they, they did the wrong thing when they saw a giant tiger or, you know, prehistoric right. saber tooth or whatever. So they, they may have believed things we don't believe, but their knowledge of the natural world was many times better and more practical and applied than us right yeah i mean my, my friend you would always joke like he, he would kind of like read about this like, and and he would talk about this in like the 80s and he'd be like like what if like ten thousand years from now some future civilization they uncover a mcdonald's right and there's the ronald mcdonald statue out in front right you know 
they wouldn't be going like, okay, it was there to amuse kids, make them you know, harangue their parents to get them in to buy cheeseburgers. They would like, you know, it was there to scare away spirits. So the temple, you know, you know, people worshipped this orange god of like, like, like people would 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 you know would probably spin some wonderful tale about the Ronald McDonald statue without really comprehending you know we have to make it fantastic not just prosaic you know yeah that's what we keep coming back to for these things uh, uh of course there was that famous i mean in anthropology and history there's there's sort of a famous joke that if you can't identify the use of something you call a votive object you say well it's religious right. purposes right right and yeah. so there was that great book that illustrated book motel of the mysteries okay. that came out in the 80s and 90s i think it was called motel of the mysteries in which it's exactly what you're saying an archaeologist of the future uncovers a cheap sleazy motel okay and right. so everything is wildly misinterpreted the <laughs> television the hotel the, the toilet seats and so on but but I think going back to 2023 and our conspiracy theories, I, the, we just have to say that the the overarching theme is that we live in a world where people just can't accept the simplest explanation or the most ordinary explanation for something. <laughs> they always have to go much higher, stranger, weirder more convoluted and that this is sort of like an instinct in humans right? Uh, for all of us. It's not, I, I always want to say conspiracy theorists are not anomalous people. They're just us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, um, I was going to say, <laughs> okay, we could move on <laughs> next. Yeah. Next. What's next? next? next topic uh let's see uh oh yeah i just like this one taylor taylor again this is how polarizing we are taylor taylor mm-hmm. swift just tells her you know her fans is election coming go go register go vote and of course immediately it's like you know it, it's you know she's evil she's the worst human being ever you know just immediately assuming her politics and 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 then, of course, it's like the whole idea of like, ah, you know, uh, now now she's, you know, the, the latest inductee into the Illuminati, the whole celebrity Illuminati, which, I, again, you know, I, I just love this. People are endlessly pouring over pictures of every single movie star and singer and looking for, you know, signs that they are members of the Illuminati. I, I don't know. Well, we have... I guess, and you can see that really in any news story, instantly news has to be divided into political categories, right? right? So what I've noticed, for example, is in the United States, there might be people who feel that any interpretation of economic news as bad is wrong because it might help elect Trump, right? right? And then in the reverse of that, is it any economic news that might be like, hey, that's a a piece of good news is no, no, that's bad because it helps Biden, right? Right. So in other words, people are not putting something in the category 
of economic news, everything is political news. Yeah. Like there's only I when I grew up in teaching journalism, you know, there'd be an economics reporter and there'd be an environmental reporter and there'd be people who who specialized in certain areas, but it almost seems like now everything is politics first. And then the story is fit into like this is a, yeah. the official left wing position and this is the official right wing. And and then this has also gone global, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So like something happens in Ireland and it's instantly if you go to Reddit, which is my source for a lot of <laughs> and, and TikTok, Instagram. But but TikTok and Reddit are the most poli- are the most where you see where people's politics yeah. are. And there'll be a story from Ireland. Right. And instantly it's reinterpreted into American politics with yeah. an official left wing position and an official right wing position on oh, yeah. it. I mean, I, I find and, most. In, oh, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. Uh, take, no. Go, with Taylor Swift, go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, more to your, so your, your point where it's like the um, uh, uh, Sweden, that, you know, before COVID, Sweden was the. You know the, the 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 sort of the liberal model, and 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 then the right was trying to make everything like, make Sweden seem like it was this hellscape overridden by Muslims. There were these no go areas. You know, Sweden was not a model for anything. It was well, except a model for how to destroy an economy in everyone's lives. And then COVID hit, and then um, you know we had lockdowns and all sorts of things. But Sweden pursued a not a lockdown policy and whether it was good or bad then of course the right which was very much opposed to sort of you know lockdowns and stuff like that now sweden was their was their shining city on the hill it's <laughs> just sweden's perception in 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 people's minds and of course you know on the left where you know i mean i'm I I kind of liked lockdowns, you know, as as a as a introvert, you know, uh, it 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 took a lot of pressure off, you know, and and you know there, I, like it or not, there were probably people out there that did like the lockdowns, you know, and it it just it made things nicer and quieter, and and I didn't have to worry about you know idiots, you know, I I don't know, but yeah. It, it, Sweden to me was a, sort of a, that classic example. How things just really same country, one small change, perceptions on both sides change of the country. You know, over in North America. Yeah, and you and I might. This is a good a good example because, like, I, in retrospect, I as a college professor <laughs> dealing with colleges and universities, in retrospect. I think the takeaway was 18 year olds didn't need to be locked down <laughs> that their risks from all the COVID variants, if they didn't have any comorbidities was extraordinarily low and locking up 17 year olds was a disastrous thing for 17 year olds and their yeah, mental health right, and, and right. their, and their learning you know, abilities too. Okay. But the problem was that, of course, everything again became politicized right away. <laughs> and that if you if you said, well, I, you know, do you really need to lock down 17 year olds? You were immediately segmented as being <laughs> in one part of the political spectrum. You couldn't just argue the case for something yeah. 
on its merits. In fact, nothing has any merits anymore. You know, <laughs> the, the merits are part of the discussion. Uh, and that, that not only leads to problem, many problems for society, but you think, you know, COVID was terrible. I mean, millions of people died, but like, what if a true, you know, super contagion comes along with a much higher death rate? You think how badly we, we handled that. <laughs> how will we handle something at a much higher level? I, 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 I don't know how we would handle a true crisis, you know, like, like something science fiction level. If we handle things that, I mean, again, we're terrible, but not apocalyptic so badly. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I mean, even think about like, um, you know, remember the ozone hole in the ozone layer, right? You know, you know, we're in the seventies, you know, we gotta we gotta tackle this. And you know, you had very conservative governments, uh, you know, Nixon and you know, even on in, in, in Canada, you know, especially Ontario, you know, Canada's industrial heartland, very conservative government. And we all band together, we're like, yeah, let's get rid of, you know, what was it? CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, yes. hydrofluorocarbons, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But, but, but that, but that problem, that problem was bipartisanly. And you gave the example of yeah. like Brian Monroe, Brian Mulroney, and right, yeah. I mean, that people got together and said, okay, okay, here's the technical. There's a technical issue. There's a technical solution. Let's just do it. Yeah, and move on. Yeah, right. Exactly. It wasn't. But it wasn't wrapped up. We in seem like incapable a, yeah. of that now. Yeah, we we couldn't we couldn't do we couldn't do that now, right? It, it's just it's just oh, <laughs> we couldn't eliminate we couldn't eliminate smallpox now. You know, it, it is frightening. It's frightening. You know that 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 yeah. I, I like to joke sometimes. Why has the conspiracy not looped around and went? The, the anti-vaxxers are the conspiracy. They're training us to reject the vaccine. So when, you, you know, the Illuminati uses their Jewish virus lasers to beam down the real genocidal pandemic virus, then we, the anti-vaxxers, have been conditioned not to take the life-saving vaccine and we'll all be wiped out, you know, le leaving the earth to be populated by, by the liberals. Like, like, how, I, I'm just waiting for them to kind of, to, 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 to sort of square that circle almost. Yeah, and and as we talked about, I, I guess I approach it from a sort of different perspective of like I am concerned that people have a completely justifiable lack of trust in the competence and efficiency of government. Yeah. Right. And giant corporations right. and the powers that be to care about them, A, and B, solve problems. I mean, that, yeah. that is justified. I, I really question the competence yeah. of government agencies addressing problems when I see those problems year after year unsolved. Right. Yeah. But the solution to that is often a technical solution not necessarily always have to be a because the political solution is grid always ends up in gridlock right mm -hmm. like you end up doing nothing yeah 
which I guess could be the worst of the options sometimes, but yeah. often it's not the, the, the best option is to do absolutely nothing. Uh, so I, what do we, what, what's our next one? Oh, the next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, I guess, you know, UFO, UFO disclosure. There's been oh my like, gosh. how many different panels on UFOs in 2023? And the most recent one was that, well, apparently I guess that right, the Vatican had a UFO and they helped ship it to America in the thirties or something like yes, that. Yes. The like, Italian, the, uh, Mussolini UFO. Yeah, that, 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 so, so this is what's interesting me. Like you, you, as I, I recall, you work for a, like a website development, uh, internet company. Is that? Uh, at one point, yes, yes. A fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I work for, you know, I'm in higher education. I've, I've worked for the government basically. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that there was just a headline today, I think, where like retired U.S. Air Force colonel says, massive ufo revelations to come soon right so typically this is what happens is that there's like one person with an impressive sounding title (laughs) but if you actually work in government or work in the military or work in corporations you know that there are hundreds of thousands of people with that title Mm -hmm. right so like if somebody said professor (laughs) <laughs> says there are ghosts right my reaction would be like yeah there are like a million professors on planet earth why yeah. would one professor say there's ghosts have any exactly extra yeah evidence that there's ghosts because of that one person right so that's what really interests me is that the news media and often the conspiracy theorists treat with the, I mean, they, they think government is corrupt and evil and conspiracy, and yet apparently one Air Force colonel <laughs> knows all the evil, all the secrets, yeah, exactly. and can be trusted as right. revealing them. And and I was like to say, they they can never name a name, can they? Like I say, you know, they can never just be like, oh yeah, this general on this date, go to his home, his safe, you will find, you know, like yeah. it, it's just it, it it's. It's a friend of a friend story, like an urban legend. It's just a, you recognize if you study urban legends, you recognize it immediately. This I heard from this guy who heard from this guy. And we've all heard from somebody. I mean, I, I have, you know, people I know very well who said, yeah. well, yeah, you know, my uncle, my my friend's friend said right. they saw yeah. this or yeah. or that. And. I don't know, but that's the point is I, I, we just. We don't know, but but the other part, and again, people like Brian Dunning really do a very good job, and and so, so do Monster Talk, Blake Smith, and Karen Stoltzna, and uh, Matt Baxter is they do a really terrific job of asking the question: if part of the narrative web that you're weaving includes known hoaxes and fakes, <laughs> then maybe the whole tapestry falls apart, right? So yeah. like if somebody's giving testimony to Congress and uh, well, I, I want to give you an example of that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be really vague here because I, I actually like this podcast and I, this guest sounded like a very nice person, but I was listening to another podcast, which is one of those mysteries podcast, right? Yeah. And they had a person talk about a supernatural encounter that they had. And I listened to it and it was very 
scary. I mm-hmm. mean, this person sounded super credible and rational, and they were describing this encounter in the in the Southwest with, I, I won't even say the details, but like mm-hmm. it was a supernatural encounter, and it just sounded real. It sounded like this person was not lying. Mm-hmm. And I was going like, gosh, you know, if 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 I were just told this story and I didn't sort of think, nah, it's impossible to have transdimensional travel and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I, I would just like, yeah, maybe maybe it's true, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not zero, but it's close to zero. But <laughs> but then but then they should have ended the interview at that point. They should have said, well, thank you very much for sharing your story. Good night. Right. They made the fatal mistake to credibility of asking so you have you had any other supernatural encounters <laughs> and and this is i i've had i literally i because i discuss these topics i've had this happen to me five times in my life five i can count all five where somebody that i happen to know or meet <laughs> tells me a, a plausible truth like like well i believe they saw they say what they saw mm-hmm. like they they did see what they saw but then I will make the mistake of saying, was that your only right. cryptid encounter? And then they will add another one that has no relationship to that one. So, like, I, I can. OK, if you say you went into the woods and you saw Bigfoot, OK, right, right. and you saw Bigfoot, I, I was in my truck and I looked up and right at the side of the road was Bigfoot. Right. And then he ran away. All right, that's interesting, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say you didn't see something that you thought was Bigfoot. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But then if I say, so have you ever had any other cryptid inquiries? And you say, well, yep, Chupacabra, Mothman, uh, Canterville Ghost, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, and they list seven other ones they've had. It's all happened to you. That's weird. eh? Yeah. Completely unconnected. It wasn't like they were, you know. The you know Dracula and Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster and a UFO alien were standing by the side of the road all together, right? Right, like, right? But they were years apart. Then you're going like, you know, I think now my my belief is down to zero. Yeah, in you. <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, even the whole, like the UFO hearings, right? I, and I think I, Brian, Brian Dunning made a good point where the um, was it Leslie Keene from the New York Times and and oh, the whole Skinwalker Ranch yeah. stuff. Like 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 they the 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 story they are they 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 have a, a much deeper story, but the story they are pushing out to the public is like you know very nuts and bolts you know, but they're into like um you know psychic poltergeists from other dimensions like it's it the whole story is that they really believe in but they're not telling everybody in the pages of the New York Times is completely batshit, right? And and that's interesting to me because if I were a journalist, I mean right. a student journalist or a New York Times journalist, if somebody told me something amazing, right. In journalism school, we say one of the ways and the police officers do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't just question somebody on the one thing they want to talk to you about. Right. You try to establish whether this is a credible witness, mm-hmm. you know, the term credible witness. So, like, imagine somebody is testifying in the murder trial and they say, yes, I saw Carl Mamer on that street corner shoot that man. Right. I saw him clearly. 
he held the gun and he laughed and he looked at me and said, I'm Carl Beamer <laughs> and I enjoyed killing that man. Okay. And then he dropped the gun and ran away. Okay. Right. Now, if I were the police officer or a lawyer defending right. you, right. I would say, I would try to establish the credibility of the witness. And if, right. if I, if, if he said yes, and after Carl Maymer came, my dead bunny rabbit and my dead mother <laughs> came to talk to me about yes. how Carl Maymer is a son of Satan, yeah. then I would say, you know, I'm not going to put you on the witness. Stand. <laughs> a- I'm sorry, sir, but uh, thank you for sharing this information with us. Exactly. You're not a credible witness. And and I feel as a journalism professor that we've lost the criterion of the credible witness. Mm-hmm. And that 2023 was a year of the non-credible witness, apparently, you know, be, be, being given the keys of the kingdom to say whatever they want well, without any further questioning. <laughs> What was it? Monster talk. It wasn't sort of Blake and Karen that coined the phrase, but it was one of their guests. that was called we- weird washing the idea that that yes. uh, right. Whereas some of these where the conspiracy stories need to be as crazy, the, you know, your cryptid, a lot of UFO stories, you know, called nuts and bolts, <laughs> pelts and paws that they, 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 they need to wash away the weird. And these stories do these a lot of these famous Bigfoot stories that you hear about actually have weird, weird elements to them that have been washed away. And you know, it, yeah, the, the weird washing. But uh, I guess our final story. Want I'll do our final story. Um, uh, the McRib. I, McRib is back. Some places apparently, and someone has brilliant uh, theory that the McRib is actually a harbinger of doom. So uh, the idea that 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 every time the McRib comes back, something bad happens. It's almost like the the Mothman of uh, McDonald's menu specials. Have you? Have you... What's your theory on Well, this? this is a very old thing, too, is that, I mean, I remember growing up with, like, for example, uh, what was it that, that every president whose name started with a certain letter or whatever was assassinated oh, if they were in a certain year or something yeah, like took, that? Yeah, it took a, yeah. like a divisible eight or something like that. So yeah, and then these things are true yeah, yeah. in retrospect, but they're never true in prospect, right? Yeah. It's like the Bible code can predict things backwards, <laughs> but nobody's making a billion dollars in the stock market. Yes, there. Yes. This goes to a very fundamental thing. And, and, and I've had some, I, I really don't like to get into confrontations because I don't think, feel it's my role, but like sometimes I've been a little testy on social media about this, where to me, it's a good argument to say, you know, if people could really move objects with their mind, telekinesis, mm-hmm. That roulette wheel ball cannot be more than a couple of ounces. Why aren't you a billionaire? If you can actually predict the future, why aren't you winning the lottery every year? Right. Like like Las Vegas or or predicting the winner of a football game like like Las (laughs) Vegas, all all psychic phenomena crash and burn. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Not outside the city of Las Vegas, you know, in the farmer's field, but like they crash and burn in Las Vegas because 
nobody seems to be able to to to, to beat a casino with their with any psychic powers ever reading minds like none of the world stars of poker <laughs> claims yeah exactly it, it just they can read somebody's mind right? it just it literally just takes one right just i mean yes if if 99.99 yeah. percent yeah. of all psychics have this incredible ethical behavior and like i'm not going to use my my talent for to you know make millions of dollars you know, altering the course of a roulette wheel uh it, th- there's going to be one right this, right you're not so with perfect. mcrib for example yeah like we have the usual problem is a psychic says okay so in 2021 i predict it's going to be a terrible year Bad things are going to happen. Now, what year in human history could you not claim? I mean, have we in your lifetime? You're a much younger man than I am. Uh, but in, your, in my <laughs> lifetime, I've, I, I just randomly pick 1975. Right. And I bet if you went back there, you would find 10. I mean, the Vietnam War, South Vietnam fell. Boom. I've got that one. The boat, Vietnamese boat people, just from memory. Boom. Right. You know, I right. just. You could go down a top 20 of tragic, horrible happenings on planet Earth. Yeah. So if at the end of this year of the McRib, a giant asteroid does not crash into the Earth, right. does that mean the McRib theory is wrong? Or, you know, what are they going to claim was caused by the McRib? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, enough bad things have happened since the McRib has come out that I think, again, yeah. prediction holds, right? I mean, you know, uh, Israeli Hamas thing, I don't know, South America is about to tilt over into war. Who, right? I mean, it's just, it just, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty awful. But, um, yeah. Well, you know, the Bible talks about there's, there, there'll be wars and rumors of war, exactly. right? Like, okay, I, I do think that fits every single year yeah, exactly. of human history, right? Exactly. Literally. Um, and I, 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 I have a couple I want to bring up. I think we do need yeah. to talk about this idea of like the perennial unsolved mystery, because 2023 was also the year where it just seems like the final nail in the coffin of the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, <laughs> science communication being something where they they actually felt any rules of of evidence and so like i i was watching i, I only watch these shows in hotel rooms because i just can't <laughs> pollute pollute my house with watching right. like mysteries right. of the unknown things but i i watched one episode of the oak island yeah yes show and now they're coming out with another oak island oh. show and and then you know after what how many years of not finding bigfoot have they come out with like a new you know, super not finding big. Exactly. <laughs> so it's again, as a, see, this is where we as scientists or skeptics or something, we're at a huge disadvantage because I am reluctant to say, you know, I don't think there's any treasure there at Oak Island because right. like it's possible. I mean, yeah. it's true. Like no pirate ever. Apparently, I mean, somebody found this historically once. I think Brian Dunning did this. A lot of stamp has done this. So like there's no pirate treasure has ever been found ever. Like there are there are Spanish galleons at the bottom of the yeah. ocean and people are finding them and there's a billion dollars worth of gold, but they were sunk by a storm. They weren't buried by a pirate, right? Exactly. So so, so it is there something in Oak Island besides crockery, you know, and rope? 
and bananas or something. Little metal buttons. Possibly. But my God, how much television time, how much money has been spent? And, and, and have you ever watched that show? Oh, oh. The Oak Island one? Well, if you talk to my wife, I watch it all the time. I hate watching. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, yes. Why aren't you on that show? I really expect one day and then <laughs> the camera will do that. They do that sort of fake. Uh, the, the one they do with Bigfoot where the camera whips around as if there's something just disappeared. <laughs> and like It'll whip around. And there's Carl Mamer, you know, historical expert to look at this piece of rock. And, and you identify it as, well, this is indeed Julius Caesar's lucky rock. Uh, and so, you know, we got to bring in the Romans here because the lost legion of Britannia did bury their treasure on an island off the coast of Britain. And so I, I really want you to be an expert on one of these things. But but like, please give me your take on this of like these mysteries that no one ever wants to solve or ever find anything to support well. that's new. Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, well, let me just well, let me make one point about Oak Island is the what I find ridiculous is the uh, you know it's like anything with like a cross becomes a Templar cross, right? And and so they find some like tin which they say are coins with Templar crosses, and people are like, dude, if you think the Templars were gonna make this dangerous transatlantic crossing to bury tin coins which have almost zero value like you're 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 insane uh, you know like they don't sort of think about that but anyways yeah yeah i mean my my point is right you know finding good bigfoot ufo hunters these kinds of things you were in coming in these contradictory things you have to accept that these people promote themselves i am the world's greatest tracker woodsman outdoorsman hunter and yet after 10 years of looking backed by all the money the history channel can throw at me i can't find a damn one damn animal right 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 you know yes so, you're the expert in yeah. something that doesn't exist yeah exactly maybe i mean that, that's not that's, the that's best a hunt. really good thing to put in your resume it's like <laughs> carl mamer uh okanologist yes yes or leading okanologist yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think you would get a guest slot if you just wrote to them and said, "I'm a leading oakanologist, yes. oak islandologist, exactly. oak islandist." I mean, I, that would, would sound more prestigious. Yes, exactly. There, but 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 the hilarious part about me about this is that you read every day of people finding treasure. They just found yeah. some fabulous hoard of gold coins yeah. that some you know Roman senator wor worrying about barbarians had buried thousands of gold coins right? right in somebody's backyard in switzerland or somebody's backyard in right. england they find these these tro tr treasure tro tro troves I, I forget the exact name for right. it so like treasure is found every day but somehow it's never found where the history channel or discovery is looking for it that's what gets me it's, exactly. it's found by some guy in his backyard with a with a 300 dollars metal, metal detector but it can't be found by a television show with a million dollar budget. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like, it's like, I mean, back, back when you were, you know, Dean of uh, the comm studies department, because I come to you and I'm like, uh, 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 you know, Dean, I, I would, I would like a, uh, an honorary uh, doctorate. And you're like, okay, why? Well, I'm, I am the world's greatest angler. And you'd be like, okay, tell me about the, what kind of amazing fish have you caught? I, I've never caught a fish. 
Okay, what makes you yeah. the world's greatest angler? Do you know where to find the fish? No, I've never been able to direct anybody to find any fish. Almost you know? anything else in the exactly. real world, there's a, there's an actual credential, you know, that you can you can have, right? Like like if you say, I, I, I'm Olympic gold medalist in the 100 meter uh, sprint, whatever it is. Okay, like you 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 somebody can look it up. Oh yeah, it's true. 1984. You know, Los Angeles Summer Olympics, I think it was. <laughs> Did I get that right? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carl Mamer won the 100 meters. He beat, you know, a pack of 17 and one. So, so like, like at least that person might be able to talk about running, right? But, <laughs> but these thing. shows have these. And, of course, Brian Dunning did this fantastic movie. Um, I'm blanking on the title now of, of scientists, the, the, poor the scientists UFO who, movie. They don't want you to know about. Uh, no, the one before that he did about the, the phenomenon of scientists who appear on these shows. Oh, but they yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like the one I remember again, watching in a hotel room, which was just, I felt as a professor, I really felt sorry for this is they had an episode of one of those uh, unsolved mystery ancient aliens ones about Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> and they had some poor guy who was professor at university of Padua and was, was an actual like written books about Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci. And they had him saying, we don't know where Leonardo was from this year to this year. It's, it's sort of, for some reason we don't have records <laughs> and then, okay, which is a fact, right? Okay. Like, okay, we just don't know where he was. Like, I mean, he could have been with his mistress. He could have been painting and just didn't talk to anybody. He just it, it was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. like having a year where nobody was keeping track of him is not weird. But then they cut to somebody else saying he was consulting with aliens during that time. And the poor professor who just said there was a gap year <laughs> has gotten his family together in Padua. I'm on the American History Channel. It's so oh, exciting. Geez. Look, look, look at this. <laughs> oh, and all his colleagues say. What are you, Luigi? Are you insane? What are you doing? You're, you're saying, no, I never said that. I mean, well, I sort of said that, you know, you, right. that, 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 um, uh, diminution of expertise, uh, a, a reduction to the absurd of expertise right. is something that I, I personally, I laugh and cry, uh, about, uh, there. But the Oak Island show, I did, the reason I want to go back to it is oh, because yeah. it's, it's one of those practical mysteries. Where again, uh, you 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 find that people make a case for something which at one point was possible. It's just like if somebody in the 1920s <laughs> said, "Yeah, you know, there's like the last few remaining uh, wild men creatures in North America, and they're dying out, but like the Indians." did know about them and there's just a few left and you could go like, okay, maybe sort of, but then, then fast forward in time. And the idea that in a nation, Canada has, I think a 30, 40, 40 million, 30 million population. The United States has a 300 million population. We're approaching now Mm -hmm. that there's 350 million, whatever people wandering around with smartphones. Mm -hmm. And, 
and shot and and guns, you know, that's what gets me in these rural areas where everybody <laughs> has a rifle and that we haven't actually gotten any really good video or we mm-hmm. haven't actually just shot a Bigfoot is no longer plausible as that's an, as there's a physical explanation. And Oak Island, they've dug. I mean, is there an inch of that island? They haven't like sent a camera or a crane down. It, it, it's getting to the point where it's like, do you honestly believe, you know, like people from the 15th century could bury something in such a way that defi- that you are bringing ex- 21st century excavation techniques that they were able to, you know, bury something using, you know, primitive shovels and, and lumber and yet defy your ability. Like it, 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 it. It, it it just exceeds my ability to 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 believe any of that but but yeah but there are people that that I mean you know uh, and this is I mean, the second time i've made this point is my 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 guest from a couple of shows ago jeff jeff dupuy where where he is like um you know he's like like talking about sea monsters and 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 you know you have to sometimes try to convince people to replace this romantic notion of a sea monster and get them to accept it's really just a log you know and it's very hard to get people to to abandon this idea that you know there are these brave templars who overcame so much just to go they're just trying to pump out a sinkhole like it's you know like it, it just i don't know it, it it's very hard to disabuse people of their of theirs or their their as like or Jerry Drake would say kind of like, you know, the, their need to, to touch the divine, you know, and this is their they've yeah. abandoned normal religion and they have found something a new way to reach out and touch the divine, and you're trying to tell them you're touching a log. And it seems to be easier to come up with more and more fantastic explanations rather than just saying eh, there was nothing there to begin with. And and I think this was mentioned in Monster Talk, and maybe this is how we can wrap up sure. 2023, is that when I was very young, I believed in everything because mm-hmm. I read I would read these books like Charles Burlitt's The Bermuda Triangle. And then there was this amazing book, This Baffling World. I read when I was 14. It was mm-hmm. a compendium of like the 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 restless coffins of Christ Church and the Bermuda oh, yeah, yeah. Triangle. It was like a chapter on Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, yeah. and you would read about them. And you and you you know if you were a, a sciency or like nerdy fourteen year old, you'd go like, oh Oak Island, because I remember there was a chapter. I hope it's on that book mm-hmm. on Oak Island, and you'd read about like, oh yeah, they found. Uh, palm leaves mm-hmm. and like palm leaves are not indigenous to uh, not native species yeah. to, you know, Oak Island. So like, it must've been that somebody buried the palm leaves, but then, you know, 10 years later, somebody would just say like, you know, there's such a thing as currents. Right. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So stuff, there, there is a such a thing as the Gulf stream and then yeah. there's currents everywhere. And so it's not, ridiculous that something from the south yeah. washes up and then turns up 
50 feet underground in the north exactly. and the other way around because exactly. like the ocean the earth is not is not like walled off 15 minutes <laughs> exactly or right. just you know just there, there 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 is trade between the caribbean and yeah you know and people would be wrapping things up in palm leaves you know like like, like yeah. using them you know you know like 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 they could well have just brought palm leaves with them you know like yeah the end dude not to yeah, they'll believe the templars came over there to bury a treasure Tim. but they won't believe a british warship had a coconut on it you know <laughs> that's that's too implausible that like a british warship had a coconut that that's too far-fetched but yeah, the templars you know burying something th- a thousand feet down with 67 yeah. layers is is perfectly possible exactly <laughs> All right, all right, Dr. Perlmutter. All right, we've buried 2023, Carl. 2024, I predict. Okay, thank you. A year of rationality, logic, peace, and calm with no bad events. Everybody will happily get along, and there'll be no mysteries. It's going to be a beautiful year. And let's see. This same time next year, whether okay. my prediction is right. That's great. All right. As they say, was they say in Canada, from your mouth to the moose god's ears. A singer in a smoky room, a smell of wine and cheap perfume. Huggy, you know, about getting the puck between the mask and the chest, eh?